This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you know you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, unlike the Owls, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So there's only one thing left to say, what's everybody having? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means you'll get some tasty rewards later on. And between you and me, if you order just before kickoff, you can get it just in time for half time. But I've not told you that. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery free and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. See you later. Wednesday week is sponsored by Michael Constantine Wealth Management. We bet you can't find a financial advisor closer to Hillsborough Stadium. Hello, good evening and welcome once again to another episode of the Wednesday Week. My name's Dan Fudge and joining me tonight, we've got John, Blair, Stevie and Ben and we're going to make sense of an absolute gold glut that happened at the weekend. Uh, first, I wanted to s- set off by apologising to North Yorkshire Owls, who gave me a right load of abuse on the interwebs for not mentioning the departure of Sam Hutchinson. And today, because it's his birthday nonetheless, uh, I thought I would go, we are going to miss you, Sam, and happy birthday. So uh, I thought I'd get that out of the way. So my apologies. Um, but in the in the meantime, now, um, not really a lot gone off apart from the game that's, uh, that's happened at the weekend. Now, Blair, we got off to a good start, didn't we? Fantastic start. It one of them things, it was like, I have this ability when I slag a player off, it'll instantly score or do something good. And then uh, Marvin Johnson, he looked slow in the first five minutes. I can, and I, and I, uh, I turned, the person I went with, I turned to him and it, he's looking off, the, looking off the pace today. <laughs> and then two minutes later, he, he scores. But it's, it, was, it was Bannon's great ball over the top, weren't it? And then Josh Windass just having the composure to hold on to the ball. I thought Windass's ball in was absolutely sublime because he could have very easily, and you see, you see Premier League players he could have get to that byline and it. just slap it across. And yeah. he didn't. He stopped, took took a second, and then went, you, no, you, no, here, pal, you can have this one. And I thought it was brilliant. I think he was aiming for Gregory, but oh well. <laughs> <laughs> you don't agree, Steve? No, I thought it was, I agree with everything that you said, but I thought that was nailed on. I thought he was going for uh, Johnson on the back stick. I think Gregory stuck his leg out, if you look back on it. Uh, stuck his leg out, but that was 100% a ball for Marvin on the back post. And hell of a finish. Absolutely. You know, just open, you open his foot out and just sort of plant it uh, dead centre of the goal. It, one of those, it, it looks a lot easier than it actually was to, you know, to keep it down and hit the target. Um, as we've just said, I thought it was a great start to the game. Yeah, I, I think, you know, we've seen seen Marvin Johnson in front of goal before and that, that those couple of times where I think there was one where he bashed it in the near post and hit the far post last season, like, you know, stuff like that. He actually is a very composed finisher for somebody who's not set up to finish the ball, uh, you know, suggested by the position that he plays. You know what I mean? So, John, you know, 1-0 uh, up, we're coasting, aren't we? Yeah, it, it looked really comfortable, didn't it? I thought, here we go. Bright sunny day, like it normally seems to be. First game at season. Uh, set off at a reasonable pace. Start to peg them back a bit. Got his nose in front. Couldn't see anything other than a win. It just We were just totally dominant that first half, and in particular that first 20, 25 minutes. Um, but yeah, it, obviously they're going to react after the break, as they did. Uh, so fair play to PE teachers, they came out with a plan second half and uh, managed to uh, stifle us a little bit and um, and it just uh, just went to 1-1, one, one, didn't it? And then bang, we went 2-1 up again. I thought, oh, it's just a blip, you know. They can have a goal, but we're going we're gonna to pile it on again now. And and then just horrific, horrific goals, weren't they? What we can see, they're just absolutely schoolboy errors. Can we just, can we just mention the, um, when the Portsmouth fans equalised and they were singing, you're not mm. singing anymore? And then Fizz smashed it in. 
instantly as soon as they started singing that. And then we started singing it back to them. I, I thought, hate to bring it up, but do you know what it, that, that was reminded me of? Yeah. When we started bouncing, when we got yeah. back to 2-2 two, two against Blades and they went straight up and <laughs> went and scored. I, I thought exactly the same thing as that. I remember, uh, I remember I, my dad took me to Rotherham when I was a young kid and they were playing Scarborough, of all teams. And, uh, and it was... I think Rotherham were like something like four four nil up, and then they brought it back to five four. They were going five four. We're going to win five four. Then Rotherham score, and it's four call. You're going to win four call. <laughs> I, I love shit houseery between fans like that. It absolutely, you know, when when you're not part of it, it's really fun. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the game that John mentioned there that we don't talk about. Mm. You know, I can imagine that being a really good moment for some of the fans in the uh, in the <laughs> other half of the city. So uh, we're back to two one. Then you know what I mean? We're uh, we're okay. We unfortunately, conceded from yet another set piece into the uh, into the box. I mean, what did you make of it? Well, all three were the same. Want the pretty much very similar goals to concede all three of them. Um, I think all all three of them were free headers or at least a free man in following in in terms of the second one. Um, and I know we're going to talk about him, but David Stockdale got dogs abuse, and for the life of me, I don't know why. Um, the first one, I think that's the, the one that people seem to think that he should have done better with. It's a free header, it's a decent header, and it's it's right in the corner. I think he gets fingertips to it, but he can't really lay, lay blame his door for that one. The second one, he's tipped it onto the bar to start with, and it's an half-decent save. Again, some will say that he, he, want, he should Yeah, and Hunt just stops running then, doesn't he? Like Hunt just yeah, stops. Yeah, Hunt, yeah, yeah. Hunt, Hunt and Byers have, have switched off, and the lad just follows it in. Um, for the goal, and then the the third one, the, there's nothing any goalkeeper can really do about that. It's it's the freest of them all, um, and he's about what five or six yards out, and it, it's passed past him before he knows it. So it's defensive errors. I mean, it's disgusting. The third one. There's been, there's been a lot of talk about Iorfa, and rightly so. I think a couple of couple of them were his fault, uh, not picking up. Um, there's been talk about actually stopping the crosses at source and that didn't happen enough. Um but other than the other than those three errors, which are individual errors, I don't think we did too much wrong. I didn't come away from it actually feeling disappointed, to be honest. No, I didn't even know. To, you to weren't concerned it. about conceding set pieces a hangover from last season that we had. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I am. And people are gonna be blaming Darren Moore for that. But again he can't legislate for his centre-half not picking men up. That's not his fault. He can do all work on training ground that you want, but if they're not going to... That's not the manager's fault that they have not done that in my eyes. You can work mm. on it all you want. And I'm sure they are working on it. I'm sure that they have because there's been that much talk about it, but it's that's down to the players themselves. It's nothing to do with the manager. No, it looked like it looked, it looked like there were... They're supposed to be man marking, but there was zonal marking because they were given that much space to, to like um, to some other players. That third goal when they just is allowed to trap it, get his head up, put a cross in, find a free man six yards out, bang for their third goal. I mean, like you said, Ben um, or, or Blair, that that was that was a really truly awful goal by far for the worst of the three. It was because he was the only he was the only Portsmouth player in our box. We had all three centre halves in our box. Like why have not ones touched tight? Again, is a is a joke. And then why didn't even anyone putting pressure on him to put a cross in? It, it, it might be Johnson to try and put a bit of pressure on. It, it might be Fizz not get tracking back or Bannon not tracking back or Byers not tracking back on that on that one. It was just criminal, really. Like, you know what I mean, it, it, it really was like a FIFA goal. It was just like when you're playing someone FIFA crap. You've got you've got you've got the. It's a wake-up call because it's a it's a different back line. We're saying it's an hangover from last season, but it's a, it's you've got two new centre halves in there that were nothing to do with. Yeah, they have played football all, the, all like since they were ten years old. Like they shouldn't know how to head a ball. I can tell you what it is. Let, let me weigh in here now, Stevie. You've played you've played centre back as well at, at various levels, and I've always struggled with three at the back because I believe sometimes you don't know who you're marking. There is, a, there is an element of, oh, he'll get him. He'll pick him up. He'll sort it out. Now, if, if you're 
wing backs are playing deep as well. You feel like, yeah, you've got more men than you need back here. This is great. It means I can track out a bit. It means I can leave myself as a spare man, stuff like that. Do you feel there's an element of that about them trying to fit in with Moore's 5-3-2 system? Um, possibly. Um, I think that there's, there's clearly an issue. I don't know if it was a hangover <clears throat> from last season. Um, I'd, I'd echo what uh, Ben has said. Oh, I think we've lost you there, Steve. So uh, I'll. Uh, sorry, Steve. I, th- I think I lost you there, pal. Uh, you said you'll echo what Ben says. Sorry, I was saying I, I'll, I'll echo what Ben says um, from a point of view that it was potentially um, a, a needed shot in the arm early in the season um, mm-hmm. to, to, to sort of give us a wake up call. My concern is um, I've, I've, I've said it privately. I, we, we, we waxed lyricals over the, over the summer about the signing of Ben Hennigan. I thought, he, you know, against um, in the pre-season game against the Spanish team, I thought he looked really, really good, particularly first half. Um, I didn't think that much of him on Saturday, if I'm honest with you. Um, and I know that, that might be controversial and it's probably going to book the trend in terms of opinions of people here. Um, I don't see him as being a, a promotion backline leading um, centre-half. He's, he's what you call a shit kicker, Dad. And I think there's a reason that Wimbledon had him in their team. And there's a reason that Wimbledon finished where they finished last year. Um, I think there were times when their centre-forwards, who were steady, they were nothing sparkling at this level, um, but he were running in treacle. And there were some of the headers. It got to a point where there were phases where he's heading the ball. And I'm thinking, a man of your size and stature needs to be heading that ball 10, 15 yards over the halfway line. And it, they, it was just contact and the ball was dropping. Um, I thought he could have headed the ball better for the second goal, first goal, the free kick that went over. It was him that sort of sliced it off the back of his 50 pence head and it went out for the cross that came in. Um, so I, I don't know if it's a formation issue. Um, we, we'll probably get on to Iorfa. And I know that I'm a I'm probably the biggest fan of Iorfa on the podcast, but and, and, and I can't defend the man on Saturday. Um, I'm not sure he was right. I don't think he was he was 100% fit. Um they were giving him gels, they were giving him rubs, they were rubbing him down. Um, was he fully match fit? Probably not. The bigger concern is if he's not match fit and they give him 90 minutes, what does that say about for Maywell um, and anybody else that's on the bench? Um, was he there to, to offer that sort of pace at the back um, to the other two? Um, I don't know. I don't have an answer. And, and, but, he, you know, the goals that we've conceded on Saturday um, were worrying. And even at three all, and, and, and I lent to my mate's dad who was there and, and lent over and sort of said to him, even at three all, I'm, I'm not convinced we're going to see this out. And every time they got the ball in the final third um, out wide, you got that feeling that if they get across him, we're going to concede here. And that's a worry. It is a big worry. We didn't do a, we, we didn't do a great deal wrong. If you look at the stats, the possession, um, we bossed the possession. We bossed shots on target. Uh, we, we, we have more corners and then they didn't get a corner. Um Everything from a, a sort of an analytical point of view would indicate that we dominated that game on Saturday. But yet, if you look at it, while there are people here sitting and saying that I'm not concerned, you've got to be concerned because we've conceded three shite goals um, against a team that we should have put to the sword first half and um, won the game at a procession, to be honest with you. I left it quite disappointed, relieved more than anything else, I, I suppose. Yeah, to be leading twice and then chuck it away, essentially, is it feels like two points drop, doesn't it? Now, before we start talking about the equaliser, I want to come back to some points that Stevie was making, Ben, about um, about uh, the about the defence. Aike, Aike, God, fucking hell, I'm so the sorry. Yeah. The Ekwe, yeah. How do, how, do you, how do you feel he's, it went, his league debut? I thought he was probably the best of the three. I think we, we'd said that in the, the group chat. Um, the, the surprise for me, Slight surprise, um, a bit on what Steve has mentioned about for Mayor. Well, what's it say about him? Well, sure, we, we mentioned it in, in the preview that well, I think I had that about him being the left sided centre half, the, the you know, the out and out left footed centre half. And again, it showed in first half for me that you're playing a heck with there that's right footed and through no fault of his own. I felt we struggled again to get out down the left-hand side to, to Marvin Johnson a few times just because he's having to bring it back onto his right foot to play the pass. And it nearly it could have cost us when Stockdale got fouled in the first half um, when he took he took it past the Portsmouth striker. Heck was at, got the ball and had he been a left foot, naturally, he'd just been a pass it to Johnson 
and would have been out down the left-hand side. As it was, him being the right foot, he's had to go back to Stockdale and put him under pressure. Um, so for me, if I offer him fit, then you'd be playing Yekwa on the right-hand side and have Firmero in there. Um, because just on that, sorry, Ben, just on that, he did go off injured, didn't he, in that pre-season at Hillsborough, that pre-season friendly at Hillsborough. He might not have been fully fit. Just yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. with our injury record, it's like probably better to be cautious rather than. But uh, with Liam Palmer on the bench, I'm not even sure. Was he on the yeah, bench? He's on the bench. Yeah. I, I'd I, rather have him play than I offer in the back three. I would, to be honest. Steve, have you heard this lot here? Have you heard him, Steve? It, we're, we're, we're putting two two of Stevie's sons up against each other here. We're asking <laughs> picking between my daughters. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, so we had a we had a curious, as I say, a curious uh, substitution, John. So Byers going off uh, after being booked for for Smith. That was was that a formation change? I would assume so. Yeah, because um, um, with Smith coming in, um, I, I kind of expected he might try a two at home, and in, especially at home games, I thought he might try a two of Smith and Gregory and just mm-hmm. try and be a bit more direct with Johnson's crossing ability um, mm-hmm. to get, which looks tailor-made, doesn't it, really, for Smith? If he can whip them balls in early for Smith, who was, what, six foot three or something like that, isn't he? He's a big lad. Isn't it? Um, I thought, you know, it, we might have gone a, a bit more aggressive at home with two strikers and, and, and kind of put the 3-5-2 for uh, maybe away games, which can drop to a 5-3-1, can't it? So... So, yeah, I, I would agree. I think it were tactical. And obviously, Smith now will play, wasn't he? Because obviously, Gregory got sent off. So, Smith will get his chance now. So, it'll be interesting to see whether he tries Smith as a lone, a lone striker or with Windass kind of playing off him or um, or whether he'll uh, maybe maybe look to go Windass maybe just alongside him and, and have a two. But, yeah, I, I think it was tactical, uh, Dan. Yeah, I agree. He, yeah. He, he, brought, he brought Smith on when we were 3-2 down. I think mm. that was part of it. To, to, it was a roll of the dice to, to push forward. It took yeah. forever to get him goal. on the pitch, though, didn't it? Anyone else notice? He was like warming up for ages. He was stripped off. And then I, I can remember just screaming at Darren Moore, like, fucking put him on then. <laughs> Jesus Christ, like, what are you telling him? Like, like, Probably writing not, out an essay. Like, it felt uh, like it was going on forever. What's he showing on, on his iPad? Goal. And it's like that um, Paul Ince. Can you remember Paul Ince had that notepad? Yeah, yeah. And it just said, goal, shoot. Or something. <laughs> it, was like, it was like that. Yeah, give me some Paul Ince directions, mate. You know what I mean? <laughs> now, now, Blair, there was a point where Volts came on, but I, I think it was very much done and dusted while he did. I, is, is he carrying a knock? Does anybody know? That seemed like a really odd run out. Like, Gregory's been sent off. Here's Will Volts for 30 seconds. Like, yeah, it was um that was bizarre. Um did, did anyone notice was it just me or did like did the fourth officials board break or anything? So, in, in, like, the, the board like, it never got held up um how long it was left up was left to play. And I think sometimes that can give like the crowd a big boost and it means you know the six minutes left, everyone was fucking come on then. Like six minutes left, because that never happened, and I thought that yeah. could have helped. And then I didn't even know Gregory got sent off to be honest. I was sat there. I, I think well, a lot of people that, missed it. What is no happening here? Even Gregory. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, Greg, Greg, then... Robert, Gregory saw it, didn't he? Um, obviously, and if you if you go back and watch it again, I think people because Stockdale got the the booking for descent because he palmed the ball into the ground. He did it after the third goal as well, didn't he? Punched it about seventy five yards. I've never seen anything like it. Yeah. He gets the yellow for the booking, but the referee goes to Stockdale first, gives him the yellow, and then while he's 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 over there, he walks over to Gregory and gives him a yellow. And it, to be fair, if you look back. You can't argue that it's not because he actually pulls the player's shorts. He's pulling on the player and it's playing. Oh, yeah, it's, it's definitely a yellow card. It, 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 it's a yellow it, it, card. It was the first yellow that for me wasn't. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah he, I'd agree he with that. The ball. He's just blocked the ball. Not yeah. even a foul. Yeah, one one thing I'd say, you know, people will talk a lot about the officiating. They'll talk a lot about the, you know, the the, the quality or lack there of the, the refereeing at, at that level. But there's got to be something wrong when, you know, there was, if you include Gregory's two yellows, there were six yellow cards for us. They didn't get a booking. Yeah. Um, they, 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 they made, we made 17 fouls, they made 12. How is that a game that's so one-sided in terms of the lack of discipline from one team when it's it was pretty equal, to be yeah. fair? Um, yeah, it was cool both ways, to be honest. Mm. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay, so, I mean... Southern bias. 
in terms of southern bias, in terms of um, you know. Uh, defending set pieces and stuff like that. It's ironic that Darren Moore, one of the big no-nonsense defenders I've ever seen in my life, is is letting this happen for two seasons running. I find it mental. Um, however, Steve, Stevie, there's a, there's a reason I've um, I've left you to last because Fizeo Delibashiru, back in the summer, was the subject of an Argentinian random club. No, that was Windass, sorry, wasn't it? Um, <laughs> it was a subject of uh, of a bid that never seemed to happen for a million quid or something, and the amount of people on online went, get Baldy Rib then, Jack Baldy will we'll be all right, like, you know what I mean? Because obviously we know the books inside that, you know what I mean? We've, we've read a couple of tweets from Kieran Maguire, and and you were one of the uh, the naysayers of that entire thing, saying, you know, here's here's a young, talented footballer here, and uh, and he's not had an elongated run in the team, and there are there has been times where he's coming in and he's been magnificent, and then there, uh, there's other times he's come in and not stunk the joint up, just kind of, you know, not exactly 100% performed. He's, he's, he's chucked out a 6.57 as opposed to, you know, what, what we know he's capable of. But those were two very well-taken goals, especially that third one. Pick that out. So yeah. I'm going to give you a soapbox now, Steve. Oh, weekly soapbox. <laughs> weekly soapbox right now. Steve soapbox. Um, yeah, I don't. The, the the first point around people talking about him ca- cashing in on him when this alleged Blackburn interest, Blackpool, sorry, interest um, arose. I, I don't get it. The reason I don't get it is that we've got a player here who is raw and has got a lot of potential. I don't think anybody can argue that. I don't think anybody who was saying that, you know, we could potentially cash in would argue with that. We were never going to get market value because he's in the last year of his contract. I think his mar- market value will go up. And I think if we can tie him down to a contract, not necessarily with us, um, but in the future, obviously tie him down to a contract with us, but in the future, um, he will go for big money. I think he's, he's, he's that kind of player. Um, I don't know if he'll go to a club from us, but I can comfortably see him playing at a, you know, a, a, maybe not a Leicester, but a Newcastle or a Palace or, you know, a middle, middle of the road, mid table premiership team, because he's got the attributes and he's got the qualities to do it. He's, I don't see what people don't see. If you were to he's say, he's a very once, clever footballer. He is, and he's composed. He's relaxed. He's he's got the you know he's got the physical attributes in terms of his strength and his pace. What we're basically saying is we're going to let go a twenty. Anyone who's arguing that we should let him go, he's twenty-one years old. Um, he's in the last year of his contract. He's box to box. We've seen how he can finish based on what we saw on Saturday, and that was there before. I don't care what anyone says. Um, he's an absolute ox. He's he's an absolute unit. So what you're saying is we're going to let him go for a certain amount of money, a player that we own, and we're going to replace him with somebody probably from lower end championship at best that hasn't been playing or league one or league two or some punt from Scotland or Europe. We're going to try and find another young player who's as big and strong as he is that can get box to box, that knows the club, knows the players that he's with and get him to integrate with our squad as early as possible. I, I don't understand people's thinking on that. Um, for me, get him tied down, um, give him a two, three-year contract on a reasonable wage, um, and when the offers do start coming in again, which they will, because I, I fancy he's going to get an elongated run for um, for no other reason, and I don't see our Volks and buyers can play on the same side, to be honest with you, which is a, another argument, another discussion to be had. Well... Um, <clears throat> And just for me, I, I, I think he's class. I think um, he deserves his chance on Saturday based on what we saw last week. Um, for me, if he can, you know, score another two, three goals like that between now and Christmas, you know, if we've got him tied down, his market value is going to go up and people are going to start looking at him, which in the long run, as we've said, if we can keep him this season, it helps us get out of the league and he goes next year, then so be it. He'll go on more money and we'll be in a higher league. Yeah. If you look at that midfield three we played on Saturday... On paper, it looks amazing, but it didn't work. Yeah. But, it did, but it didn't go together. Like, do you know what I mean? You're playing three of the same. Well, three of the same player who want to play the same way. Do you know what I mean? The three box, well, attacking midfielders really aren't they? It's all creative midfielders. Um, I think, like you say, we're gonna have a ban- we're gonna have a banning issue again because he, he is aging. He's still got, yeah, on Saturday. He did three great passes. One did lead to first goal, but did he do much else? Anyone else? Uh, I, I don't Barry think... Bannon, mate. He, he, yeah, no. he's never 
You never go Jack Barry Banner. So you've got, I mean, you've got to get, but you've got to play Volks or like Bakinson because they're they're more like defensive ball winning midfielders. So <laughs> we need we need we need a ball winner in there, and we've if and I think Fizz is great going forward. Um, he might lack the discipline to do it going backwards, and that makes that's the difference between a good player and a great player. At the moment, he's like at the moment, he's just raw potential, isn't he? I'd, I'd go back. To, I'd go back to my original point though. Um, Stick with what you know, and he is raw potential. He's by no means a finished article. Um, he will have those 6.5 games. He's going to, but we all are. Um, talk about Bannon. Bannon, by his standards, if he's a 6.5, he's still an 8, 9 out of 10 in relative terms. Um, because he didn't do a great deal, that's absolutely fine. But what he did do, he did do well. And I don't hold him up, um, responsible for any of the, uh, the mistakes that were made or the errors that were made. I don't think he misplaced too many passes. Um, as, as we're, we're talking about FDB, but to be fair, um, he was tackled on the halfway line for the goal that they broke, the second goal. He lost possession of the ball. Um, I've, I've spoken about Byers on a number of occasions. For me, I'm not going to call him a liability. I don't think that's the case, but he's very, very prone to giving away free kicks in and around our box. I think he was the worst out of the three on Saturday. Well, listen, for, for, for me, um, I can't comment on saying we need a Bakington in there because I've never seen the guy play. So, you know, we've signed him because he is a defensive midfielder by all accounts. I don't know how good he is. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. This we, is, the, we'd the, be the lying counter, if we, if we yeah. knew, wouldn't we? The, the counter to this is the uh, Malik Wilkes bollocks. Everyone, oh, we've got to get Wilkes in. We, we, we've got number seven in the squad. Why? Why so, would well, we get this guy in? I mean, if you sign, if you sign one of them, what, the, what the, do we do? No, the, the Wilkes thing is bullshit because everyone's going, get him in, get him in, get him in. Why? How many, how many people have seen him play 10, 15 games? But we're sitting here going, oh, he's a great fucking player. Yeah, but I looked, on Wikipedia, I looked on Wikipedia, man. It's got loads of goals in League One. That's exactly <laughs> it. That's exactly the point. Whereas we're sitting here week in, week out and watching Deli Bashiru become a player. And he's going to become a player this season. We've seen it. His progression. We've put our fun. time in for him. Sorry, I think, he's fan, I think he's fantastic. I think you should give him a, co- a contract and just say, you're not going to see this contract out, but we're just going to get more money for you. That's it. That's the nature of where we are. Sheffield Wednesday football club, <laughs> that's the nature of where the club is now. We want we want to get to a point where we're tying down young, talented players like Della Bashiru, helping the, getting them to help us get out of the league. And then in, you know, 18 months, two years' time, if we're bothering the playoffs in the championship, you're going to get that mid-table premiership team that's going to come in and say, well, chuck 20 million at me. It sounds right. ridiculous, but that's the market value for a player like that nowadays. It is. John, you were gonna you were gonna add something. No, I agree with, with FDB. I think um, there's a term that they use in American sports, particularly in NFL, where they say a player's flashing. He's like flashing ability, he's flashing um, what well, his potential. There, and I think we're seeing that from particularly after Saturday's game with with, with Deli Bashiru, um, and and also not to forget Dennis Adenaman as well. Out most of last season, still only 22. Come from a, a good uh, a good team in Everton. They have some good youngsters coming through. So you, you've got a couple of players there that could stand you in good stead for the next three or four seasons if you, if you want to uh, give them contracts and hold on to them. Um, Chancey was not big on academy. The club hasn't been on a big on academy ever as long as I've known. It's never been good on academy, have we? Really? You've had odd player come through like your Beavers and. Um, and Liam Palmer came through academy and he's still with us, isn't he? But predominantly, we've usually had success from younger players from other teams' academies. So like Glenn Whelan from Man City and then bringing Brunt across from wherever we got him. And and then, you know, traditionally we've had to sell him because we've been a yo-yo club and we've struggled for cash. So we've had, so we've had to sell him. So, yeah, you, you've got to tie Dada Bashiru down now. You've got to give him a contract. Um and, and and his value will only go up, and he's got a, he's, surely he's going to be a shoe in for the MK Dons game as well after Saturday's result. So I, I agree with Steve. I think he's going to be a baller. Um, how good I don't know, but certainly good enough to attract interest from higher leagues, I would say. Um, so yeah, absolutely get get working with his agent and, and get him a new deal, and let's uh, not have that worry and walking away for nothing or getting sold for peanuts, which is what we've done with a lot of players in the past. Okay. Okay, so uh, the game finished three all. Uh, it was a bit of a roller coaster for us all. Some of us have taken away feeling in a good mood, feeling positive. Some of us have taken away feeling like it's two points dropped. That's what draws are essentially, and it is the first game of the season. And uh, I think you'll find 
Dan Fudge called it on last week's show that because it's the first game of the season, we're probably going to have a score draw because that's what we do. Um, so, Ben, I, I don't know if you had the opportunity to look around some of the other scores in the in the league, but there was there were some that stood out to me. So, for example, um, Forest Green winning away at Bristol Rovers, not you know something they've done before. Don't get me wrong, but then you've got Bloody Derby winning, but they beat Oxford which I think is a, is a decent scalp, given how, how well they played last year. Um, Barnsley lost to, uh, to Plymouth. Um, Wickham absolutely smashed Burton, which, which was to be expected. But, you know, I didn't have a bet rocking all day because obviously I know League One football more than I don't the other leagues. And after losing a shit ton at Goodwood because of Ryan Bloody Moore, don't get me started. Um, I, didn't, I didn't win any more money over the weekend. Now, now in terms of, those first fixtures, do you reckon, Ben, that's indicative of how who the bigger clubs are in terms of this league? And do we, you know, do we need to be wary of some of these teams, some of the old faces or new ones? Um, I think we're going to see the similar teams up there. To be honest, you've said about Wickham, I think they're going to be top six mm-hmm. as they were last season. Um, Derby probably going to be top six, top eight. I won't read too much into it to be it seemed like a fairly even game. It's a good goal from Conor to be fair. Um but nobody's really gone and hammered anybody. Like I said, the only only really the Wiccan one against Burton. There's nobody that's really gone in and put that sort of four one against a you know, in a game that's got two teams that you'd probably expect to be in the top ten. You, you probably look at our, our game with Portsmouth has been the standout with a sort of number of goals in it and probably Portsmouth are going to be top six, top eight. Um, I still don't think there's anyone to necessarily fear. Uh, Plymouth probably going to be up there. Like I said, probably the same face. I don't think we're really going to see anyone new. Oxford, despite losing, they're probably going to be top ten somewhere in there. Um, yeah, not. I won't really say too much else on that. Fair enough. Fair enough. It's still early days. Is the I thought I'd get ten minutes out of on that. The, but then the, I must the, the one, the one that might have stood out a bit more with Cambridge beating MK Dons. Yes, that was. Uh, sorry, that was one I was going to come to. That was the main one I wanted to speak about. Yeah. So yes, Cambridge beating MK Dons. We've got them at the weekend. MK Dons were up there and thereabouts. You know, in the playoffs last season, um, they must be furious with that result, right? It's the players have lost. They lost Scott, Scott Twine. They lost Harry Darling that you've seen score that goal against Rotherham. Um, well, Troy Parrott, obviously, they only had on loan. That was the sort of spine of their team, really. Um, and to keep the manager, Ben, because he got a lot of interest as well, didn't he? As far as I know, he's still, yeah, he's still, in yeah. still there. He's but still that's there. Spine, yeah. That's the spine of the team that did so well, like Darling, Twine, Parrott that scored against us. It's not there. So they go be in the top six. On on that, you'd probably say they go struggle more than they did last season. Um, and especially losing to, to Cambridge, then they've got to come up against us. They're probably not going to be looking forward to that, to be honest. I don't no, know. We take more fans than they've got our own fans. You've got mm. no fans. <laughs> no, fair enough. Fair enough. So, yeah, I, I think this weekend's going to be interesting. We'll uh, we'll come to that in just a second. So, so Blair... Going back to the Portsmouth game, were there any, I, I don't like talking about negatives, but I, I think what we'll do, we'll do the diplomatic way of saying it by sort of saying, is there any player that was on that pitch on Saturday that underperformed up against how they can usually? I mean, we mentioned Iofa earlier, for example. Yeah, it's between Iofa or George Byers, isn't it? I, I mean, like Simon, um, before George Byers had a great game, to me, I thought he didn't, didn't do anything. And then more took him off, so I thought, I know what I want about. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so I think it's between them two. I mean, but like I say, it's first game of the season. We do read too much into it, don't we? Like, you know, Man United might school whoever they've got on. I think they've got... Man United might win on Saturday, and that's it. Then Ten Hag's the new Ferguson, isn't he? Do you know what I mean? The media just go mental. Yeah, yeah. So I think, like, you've got to get it 10 games, haven't you, before you make any judgments. I think my wild prediction would be Wednesday will go up, but Darren Moore won't be the manager by the end of the season. Whoa, Steve, what are you going to say about that? Can we remove Blair from podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I did, to be fair, though, on the on the opening part of the season, we did say that if he's not there and thereabouts by probably November, he's going, he's going to struggle to keep his job. But, I, you know, what I'd like to see 
or what I wouldn't like to see because my heart won't be able to take it would be a Steve Cooper style Nottingham Forest bottom of the league robbing right to the top if a new yeah, manager he, came he, in. He's you know put, I mean? he, he has put together an unbelievably good squad for League One, and yeah, chairman, chairman can like take some credit for that as well for backing him. Mm-hmm. But like you say, we've conceded three poor goals again, aren't we? Like three headers. You know what I mean? And oh, it's like I said to my friend, we were on the copper, and I said, you know, and we're saying. Uh, if you can't defend aerial balls into the box in League One, you're fucked because know, that is the bread and butter of the league, and you know that's what you're going to get down in this. I league, was buzzing so. when I saw the back three as well. I thought, look at the size of them. I said to my, uh, my mate who I went with, I went like, oh god, we're not going to concede another this season. Look at the size <laughs> of them. Look at the size of them three lads there. You know I mean? it, last season we came down last season to Hills and every player were about six foot eight. It was like Alan Glowtrotters. Oh god, who was it? Team. My crew. I think my crew were huge. Were I reckon my crew were being massive. I thought it was Cambridge or Accrington. were quite big and all. Yeah, they were. Absolute mountain men, weren't they? Were like smart Game of Thrones coming yeah. down to play. <laughs> so I was like, uh, yeah. So, hey, but hopefully Maud proves me wrong and just smashes the league. And I'm a fair player, do you know what I mean? But I, 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 I think, I think it, 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 this season it, it is a promotional bust, isn't it? Now we need to get promoted. Now you can't stay in for a third year. Mm-hmm. Darren Moore will get us up or he'll be out of a job that, that's going to happen but we won't go up without Darren Moore getting us up I don't believe that I don't think we can attract a manager that's going to come in um, and bed in with Chan Siri in the way that we'd need a manager to because whatever manager comes in he's going to need time to get the, the squad to gel That's, that's You say game. this but like Fudge bit just said Steve Cooper do you know what I mean he went into Forest and yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a one in a million it's literally a one in a million um, it, it, that doesn't happen. The last time that happened was, what, 15, 20 years ago with Roy Keane and Sunderland? It, it comes around once in every 10 years or so. Um, it's not going to happen again. I'm telling I t- you. I'll tell you what, I get, I get real bad manager envy. When I look at what Steve Cooper did with, yeah. um, with Forrest, and I thought we had it when we got Dave Jones, when we got our, when we got our league one the last time. I thought, hey, here we are, kids. This is going to be our thing. And do you know who else I was bloody jealous of? And his career went to shit when he, when he left was uh, Nuno at, at Wolves. Now, there was, there was a point uh, around, I think it was 2016, where we were, we were at Wolves and we won 2-0. And we were stood there going, you're fucking shit. The entire time, we're fucking good. The, and I remember we played in that white kit with the light blue collar. And... um. And I remember thinking, God, this team are bloody awful. And then they got Nuno in. And all of a sudden, they went romping up. And then a couple of years later, they're playing Europa League. And I thought, Jesus, we had Carlos Cavalial, who got us so very close. and But we never got a Nuno. We, and then after that, Josh Bloody Lukai. Like, where did <laughs> we get? What the crap in Jesus was that? Do you know what I mean? That was, that was just championship football. Isn't it? What is he doing? Interview. I've never seen this league. <laughs> Norwich get Daniel Farker, and then yeah, and Daniel Farker. We go you know. get fucking. Farker started off. Looks like scam manager. He did get nothing. He did do nothing in his first year, but ah, but then he's been promoted to the Premier League twice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I, I, I do, I do get many manager, manager envy quite, quite a lot. Now, uh, Steve, we talked about I offer earlier on. You know, a lot of people calling for a Z. Surely it's too early to start chopping and changing the bloody fence already, right? Um, normally I'd say yeah, but I can't see how, having conceded the goals that we've conceded, I can't see how that back three starts again on Saturday. I don't, you know, good lord. Offer, um, the, the is, it, is this a call for LP2 to get to get his bonus on? <laughs> is, is this what you're saying to me? <laughs> Listen, if, 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 it's, if, if it's a call for Liam, it's a call for the beacons. It's lighting you know the beacons. It's lighting the beacons. I don't. I think he's had, he's had a lot of sort of negativity around him because he wasn't that good last year, but I don't think he was very fit. He, you know, he had periods out and he, he struggled with fitness. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, the worry is that a player, he is young, but historically players that struggle with the injuries that he's, has had um, tend to struggle when they come back and they're never quite Absolutely. a player. And that's a big worry. And I, I can't remember who it was. Somebody's just put in our group chat tonight because Connor Wickham's gone to Forest Green. You know, yeah. what an excellent player Connor Wickham has been in his time. But the fact that he's now rolling out the Forest Green Rovers because nobody else will take a chance on him goes to show the effect and the impact that those injuries have had. 
I mean that. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping. Yeah, it was Blair. The one good thing he said tonight. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm hoping that, you know, it, it is a case of him getting match fit and, and, and you know, getting the minutes under the belt and within two, three games. And there's no, you can't legislate for, or you can't, you can't rely on pre-season to get your league match ready. You can't. You need, yeah, you match need. fitness. So, you know, would I be surprised if I offer drops out? No. Do I want to see him drop out? Probably not. Um, is it the right call? I'm not Darren Moore. Um, again, I'll go back to Hennigan. I think there's there's going to be players that we bring in that will be good for this club. Um, I'm calling it early. I don't I, I don't see enough in Ben Hennigan to, to tell me that he's going to play 30 games this season in a team that's going to go up. I, I just don't see it. He's calling it early, John. He's calling it early. What, what about you? Would you would you have a chop and change next week at the back? Potentially, yeah. I was just laughing then when you were saying it, when, when Steve said that. I could just imagine you just editing this video in nine months' time when he gets player of the season. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's absolutely. It's happening. I'll save them all. Listen, listen, we, we, we can at him. Absolutely send it to him. If he gets player of the year, there'll be nobody happier than me. <laughs> we'll send absolutely, it to him. Mate, yeah. Um, yeah, the worrying thing is, though, yeah, I think you've got to give him, you've got to give him the benefit of the doubt to try and play his way out of it because um, he's, he's a young, talented player. We all know he's got pace to burn, which is a rare attribute for a centre half, really. Um, we all know what Des Walker will have, you know, having that pace at the back was such a reassuring thing. But obviously, we played more of a, a four then than, than what we're doing now with a three. But if he does continue to struggle, you have to worry about his career with Sheffield Wednesday because. We're going to stick with a three. Um, and what are you going to do with him? Because he's not, you can't play him as a wing back, really. He's more of a defensive sort of player, isn't he? Uh, if you have him well, in the back four, then great. But he can't, I can't see him bombing down. I don't know if he saw it. Was a, it was a right back by crosses. trade. We yeah, it was a right back from Wolves. Yeah. But. And he was quite attacking because he did score quite a few goals in that first like, <laughs> half season under Steve Bruce. So maybe, maybe doing, using him as a ring back, wing back could, could work. I mean, having a, you know what I mean, having a six foot five. I often mm. charge in your box. I mean, I'll try and defend in that. But I think the problem is Monk put him in centre half, says it all. Um, <laughs> but I think I think he, if, if he believes he's better, a better footballer than he is, you know what I mean, he comes out with the ball and then his passing's awful, isn't it? It's that's touch what, like, a bit. That's what's know, letting him. That's what's letting him down. It? It's, I think that's what's letting him down the most, and his pace gets him out of out of the craps at, at more times than not. Yeah, I think if he's going to succeed, he's going to have to stick at centre half, isn't he? Because unless the system change comes, then I don't see him being a wing back. So, personally, we've mentioned about potential signings. We've mentioned Roof, Wilkes, whoever. The most important signing we could now make for me is Harley Dean. After watching that on Saturday, take Harley Dean all day long. I'd take um, Harley Quinn at this point, but you know, I'm, but, I'm not saying it's going to happen. I think I'd take James Dean. <laughs> <laughs> or James Brown <laughs> you see how I managed to shoe on that impression in there you see how I did that that was good wasn't it that was good <laughs> and that's pretty much my uh, that's a James Brown impression it's good isn't it Steve terrible <laughs> <laughs> what am I talking I, about you know what stop stop it let's get Hector back yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he's, a free, he's a free agent. He's a Is free... he? Tell you another. Yeah. That's not your bloody arm off for him. <laughs> Hector's a free agent, and also um, Alfie Mawson, ex Swansea, is a free agent, and he's only twenty-seven, I believe. Let's just buy all the defenders. Let's <laughs> yeah. just, let's just get them all. Let's just let's just build a team around it. We won't concede again. We won't concede play a, a new formation. free kick going in. Yeah, we'll it, play a new formation. We'll play seven at the back and let Lee Gregory run play around for, up front to Barry yeah, we'll, play, yeah. we'll just do what yeah. Scotland did against Spain when they were yeah. world champion. Just go five five zero. We'll just yeah, yeah. I, see where, see, I see where Steve is coming from though in terms of Ben Hennigan. I thought he were half solid. However, I can see that it, there's a fuck up in him. Yeah, and the, bear in mind though, this you know this is first time in a, in a busy hill, yeah. and he don't want to let it bounce. And if he you know if he's jumping up for balls that he ain't got the right to win. You go, I, I do that. If I've got all these people around me going, don't let it bloody bounce because we're all Yorkshire shit kickers and that's the football we were brought up on. You know what I mean? I jump for bloody everything. You, we, you've, you've been identifying players as shit kickers for 18 months, two years now. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, he's the biggest one of the lot. He is. The, the, he is. I look at him and I he's think... He's my favourite. He's, he's When I get my new shirt, the name's going on the back. He stands there. He stands there and he's the one who's like, he gets his arms out and he's going, ow, ow, get it. And I'm thinking... I used to do that coaching horses. 
He's the first League One player who signed in it, like you know, proper League One player. He's, he's a totally different player to everybody else, and that's that's no bad thing. But there, there were there were a couple of occasions where I've just seen him on Saturday, and I saw him last Wednesday, and I'm just thinking he's doing that. And there are players that are going to run away from him. And Iqui didn't look like he had a great deal of pace either. I think he's the better of the, of the three on Saturday. He's the better of those two, definitely, in terms of the playing ability. But I think without Iortha's pace at the back, I think we're in trouble. I do. I think Steve. whoever comes in there, we, we, we've got to try and get somebody who's going to be able to cover those two. You're do, we, original... do we like a leader at the back, like you, 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 Leuven's? Like Leuven's was great, wasn't he? but he made Tom Lee's Steve, a Steve. better player. Steve, you and I played low-level football. Well, high level for us, right? <laughs> up, up until we were... I was 40 years old when I owned my books up, right? And <laughs> and I wanted to play literally the day after and all, right? So, are, you coming, are you coming out of retirement? Is that what you're saying? No, no. What I'm, what I'm saying is the guy that's the loudest, the guy that shouts, get him out! The guy that goes, I'm any ref! Yeah. Not exactly the most technically gifted player on the fucking part. I can tell you that for free. Because there was about eight years where somebody had run past me. Arms in the air. I'm not chasing that prick. You know what I mean? Hey. Ref, how many ref? Come on. Come on. So we all know. We all know what the bluster looks like. We all know that you just try to shout your way out of us getting on your shit. But we've seen we've seen you, Hennigan. We've seen you. We've been seen on day one. But let's hope it, uh, let's hope it sorts itself out. Look, look, I'd rather have him there than Dunkley. It's an improvement, <laughs> but I'm not sold on him. Dunkley has ball better than Hennigan. Jay Dunkley's a decent signing for Shrewsbury, right? I, I'm not imagining that. No, he'll do. He'll do great for them because he won't have the pressure of a Hillsborough crowd. He, no, no. All right, all right. Well, <laughs> we'll look forward to uh, playing them as me. All right. So. Sorry, a bit of windy pops there, kids. I'm having a Fanta Lemon. I'm off to Spain tomorrow, so I'm getting the taste back. It's going to be vodka Fanta Lemon for three days. Yeah. Hope the bloody ticks. <laughs> right then, so, MK Don's at the weekend, Jonathan. Is it a stag uh, No, I'm literally going there of my own volition. So that's fun, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. John, Milton Keynes coming up. Lost at the weekend. Are we going to batter him? What are you saying, Trev? Well, obviously, uh, as you rightly said, they lost at the weekend, so they, their first home game coming up, so they'll be looking to bounce back from that. Uh, our first away game, obviously, we just come off a back of what felt like a loss to, to many, many fans and um, conceding three goals in the process. So I'm not overly confident of a win on this one, Dan, I'm afraid, even though they've lost some players. Um, I think it's going to be a draw. Um which leaves us with two points after two games and more sort of grumblings from certain sections of the fans. Not me, because it's too early. But yeah, I think MK um, will be looking to bounce back and I think we'll probably draw. I'll go 1-1. That's weird, because I've written 1-1 as well. Blair, what are you saying? I can never bet, a bit. I can never bet against them. They're going to win 7-0, mate. All right, 7-7. Seven, seven, <laughs> Have you got a sensible <laughs> no, uh, guess re- to put in? Realistic, realistic, I think. Again, you got you can only go by paper, can't you? I mean, that's what predictions are like going by paper. Like Ben, perfectly put how many good players they lost this in the summer, and you can't you can't replace them because he had all of them on loan. So to, to find loans of the quality of what they are, I think Harley, I think Darling might have been their player, but I think all the rest was Twine their player as well. Yeah, yeah Twine, was, Twine was banging. But the the other two like Power um, and Corbinu as well. He did all right for. Um, they were loans, weren't they? So t- to find quality loans like that and get like, a second season running is difficult. Um, Wednesday should win. The issue for Wednesday we're talking about. Yeah, but I'm going to go 2-0. 2-0 to the Wendy. Now, Blair mentioned a good point there, Ben. Uh, Darren Moore kind of said in the papers last week about loans. I think he's tried to get more players on a permanent contract, trying to smash the free transfer market, stuff like that. Do we need a couple of loans? Are we missing? Are we a bit shy in any position? I'd take Harley Dean on loan if we needed to. Um, but he went in the Birmingham squad um, for whatever reason. I think he plays some at pre-season games, but he doesn't seem to be getting his way back in there. And I don't well, he, he fell out with Lee Bowyer, didn't he? And then the new gaffers put him in in but the pre-season. Yeah. And then, and then when it came to matter, he didn't bother. Mm. 
So it don't, it, to me, it doesn't seem footballing. I don't think it's anything footballing win at Birmingham. I think it's more... He just wants to get out. Matter, yeah, matter of personalities. Um, and I think we'll just try to get him out. To be honest. And if we can, we've, we've got to try because we, we've said, we've spoke at length about Inigan now, whether he does prove to be good enough or not. If you bring Ali Dean in, he doesn't play because Ali Dean <laughs> plays. Um, and, you know, and we say about players that we've seen and we can't judge if we haven't seen and we've seen him and we know that he's good enough. <laughs> yeah, to be fair. So, yeah, yeah. Him and Michael Hector. We'll take them all back. Yeah, I think no, it's anyway. just the um, problem with... The problem with Dean is just he's rumoured to be on 30k a week, isn't it, Birmingham? Yeah. So they're going to have to do some jiggery poker if we want to get him back out. Yeah, there's going to be have to be some proper maths on that one. Mm. So go on then, Ben. How do you reckon we're going to go fair against MK Daniels? Um, two one. Two one to Wendy. Mm. Oh, I'll tell you what, they're an optimistic bunch. Steve, bring us home with a three 0 loss. Come on, pal. Uh, I think that's more likely than. Us winning, to be fair. <laughs> um, I think I think they're 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 going to want to. They're going to want to bounce back. They're going to want a response after last week. And, and I agree with most of what's been said around MK Dons. It's going to be second season syndrome, and they're not going to be as good as they were last year. But they've signed Will Grigg, haven't they? Will Grigg's gone in. Um, Bradley Johnson. Yeah, Bradley. Oh, Bradley Johnson. Yeah, Bradley Johnson's in there, but he's what thirty six. I'll say he's a million now. And is it Barry, the, the lad from Aston Villa, has gone there for the season? Um, on the, on the he's not a bad player. Yeah, he, he's decent. So we're talking about him losing players. They've got players that have gone in there. Um, goes against everything that I'd say at this stage at season. I do worry that the pressure will be on if we don't win on Saturday for more um, from a vast majority of the Wednesday fandom. Um, I'd, I'd take a point on Saturday. I would. Saturday afternoon at MK Dons, I'd take a point. Uh, we've got some big games coming up that uh, we, you know, we should be going out there. I mean, I think the game after that is Charlton. The, the first, we, we, I know we said we probably all thought it when the fixtures first come out. If we can get through to October in the in top six, we're doing all right because we, we the the first what is it eight games or something we play the majority of the teams that you would expect to be top seven, top eight with uh, I think Forest Green thrown in there as well. The rest are all like we what well, we got coming up after that Peterborough, uh, Charlton, Peterborough. Uh, yeah. We played Portsmouth, MK Don. The, dog, and, dog and Partridge. They've, they've got them coming up later. Now. <laughs> no, you're right, Ben. Looking at it, the, the on paper those first set of fixtures, like you said, they 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 they're the teams that are going to be in and around where we want to be, aren't they? So we've we got get, easier run from sort yeah, of. I think yeah. it sort of late September, October onwards till about December, to be honest. Yeah. That's where you're looking yeah. to, to start picking points, the three points up regular. Um, but we, we've got a, got a tough first... Our season's in blocks. Yeah. Really split in, in sort of four or five blocks of difficult <laughs> patches and and what you'd expect to be easier patches. If so we get just, in the, just in the league, Ben, coming up, I'm just Googling it now. We've got, obviously, MK Dons this weekend, then Sunderland in the Cup the following uh, midweek. Then we've got Charlton at home. A game, potentially, we should be winning. Peterborough away, which is going to be 5-4 either way, because it's Peterborough, and they've been playing like that for 20 bloody years. Bolton away, which is going to be difficult. And then Forest Green, and we don't really know what to expect. And I, th- I feel like you're right. I think I feel like there's a there's a difficult lineup there. Uh, potential the potential it, 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 banana skins. And and then let's have a look further down then, shall we? So uh, Barnsley at home, Bradford away. Oh, that's the effort. That's a piece of tr- then away at Plymouth, away at Morecambe, then Ipswich at home. God Almighty! I tell that's you what, what Darren Moore's going to have to pull one out of his ass here, <laughs> Stevie, mate, because this is a difficult bloody line. I've never I've not looked at the fixtures like that before. That is hard work. Forest Green and Morecambe, they're the ones that you yeah. think bankers. The other ones are, are all tough game. How did we yeah. go at Morecambe last year? Lost. I think to go back to the, the, the prediction for, for Saturday, I think bizarrely the most important, if, if somebody said to me, you're going to draw the game, but you're not going to concede any shit goals from open play crosses. I'll probably check it. Do you know what? Check it. As daft as it sounds, it's the way, the manner that we play, and we talk about it always, generally speaking, it's always about the result over the performance when you're playing in League One. For me, I think it's it's almost more important that we play well and we don't concede shit goals on Saturday. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, building found foundations for going forward. So go on, Stevie, give me a prediction. Are you saying a draw? Nil-nil or a score draw? It's going to be a score draw. They're going to score from across. <laughs> yeah, they are one all again from Stevie. So that's three. That's three one alls, and then uh, and then Blair and Ben are a little bit more optimistic, thinking we're going to hit the back of the net twice. Okay, so does anybody have any other business, folks? Go for lionesses. go for Dan Fudge. Stevie. Lionesses, lionesses. We've got to talk about the lionesses, haven't we? Yeah, I haven't got anything specific to say on a Wednesday podcast. Certainly after last week, but if we don't tip us up to um, a f- fantastic achievement, to, uh, you know, for. A, a, an England team, regardless of gender, uh, the stuff that they've done over the last month, the way that they've played football, their achievements, the goals they've scored. Um, if Fick was on tonight, she'd be waxing lyrical for the next 15 minutes, and mm. rightly so, mm. about you know, the, 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 the massive achievements that have been made and the, the legacy that we're hoping um, to see going forward in terms of an increase in female girls' participation and more women playing football um, at grassroots level primarily. Um, hopefully, people will now to take now take the the professional game, the professional women's game, much more seriously. Um, it's been great to see that sixty five thousand, I think it was, have been sold early, and now for for, for the uh, the game against USA in, sold out. Yeah, it's it, it's gone. There's just couldn't, couldn't get a again. ticket. I was I was um, holding for five hours. Couldn't get a ticket. Absolutely phenomenal. Um, the the celebrations phenomenal. The, the mentality of the girls, phenomenal. Uh, Serena Wiegmann's leadership, phenomenal. Um, I'm, I, I don't say it lightly, but the, the men's team need to be getting in and around that women's coaching team and, and asking them what they're doing to get a team to play or a squad to play with such unity and togetherness. With a, um, with a winning it, mentality like they did. It was, there was a, a clip, a slow-mo clip. Uh, forgive me, I forget who, was it Beth England potentially? Um, girl who'd not played a single minute of football was the girl who ran to Serena Wiegmann and, and hugged her at, you know, when the, at full time. They've all gone running off celebrating and the girl who's not kicked a ball in the tournament is going to the manager that won't play her. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's something that is, you know, as somebody who's coached at a very fundamentally low level, you know, to get people all buying in and all on the same page is, is, is phenomenal. Um, I hope it continues. And I hope to see more accessible female football, not just on Sky, but on the BBC on terrestrial television. I hope that there are initiatives that go forward that allow girls to, to be exposed to women's football going forward, because I think this could be the start of something really, really big and really, really special for, you know, generations going forward. And I say that with, uh, as, a, as a parent of twin daughters, that, you know, one will be coming with me on Saturday to MK Dons because she loves the game, but she loves Sheffield Wednesday. She doesn't know any different. And Sunday night was the first time she sat down and, with a sister and the, the three of us and the mum sat and literally watched the full 90 minutes of a game that wasn't Sheffield Wednesday on TV. And that's, that's special. Amazing. I, and I tell you what, I'm just, I'm just going to pile on that. I, I know that there are a good group of people that, you know, that are like, stop chucking it down my throat. Look, if it's not, if it's not for you, it's not for you. And like, like, a, like Stevie says, he's got two young daughters and, and there's now a, an accessibility there uh, that, well, hopefully, going forward, that there ha- that there wasn't before. For example, you know, I, John, you're you're a similar age to myself and yourself, Stevie. There was no option for girls to play football when we were kids. No. They played netball, we played football or rugby. That's pretty much what happened. And um, even and this, even when I even really five years, I can't say that there were many girls that would have opted to play football. But now, seeing that. There will be, and that's what it's going to do. It's yeah. going to it's going to inspire a generation of young girls. And this is a sport that was banned from the twenty uh, for for about fifty years or something, wasn't it? We were, you know, they were begging yeah. to play in stadiums, and then now look, they're European championships, a uh, European champions. And I'm I'm chuffed for them. I really am. If it's yeah. not for um, you, fine. Don't just let people yeah. enjoy things. I, I, you know what and, I mean? Um, so I'm just going to say as well, Dan, as well. Um, 17.5 million viewers on BBC, but people don't watch women's football, do they? You know, so yeah, yeah. that was another, you know, hopefully, like you said, that um, it's left a legacy and one that will be built on and not just like, oh, you know, we look back in 10 years and like, oh, we were good that time we won it, but now 
now we're world champions and we're competing with USA and you know mm. and, and I'd, love to see, I'd love to see I'd love to see our girl smack Reber, smash Megan Rapio in half. I really would. Absolutely. I, I'd, I'd absolutely love to see it. <laughs> I don't know why. Because I'd be like, yes, yes, that's that's what I want to see. Some shit housing from some big shit kicker center bikes. Anyway, thanks a lot for joining us tonight, ladies and gents. It's the 90th minute. You've got all your mates round. You've got your McNugget chair boxes coming down the left wing, ready to go. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget. Snatching all three points, back of the net. Lubosh. Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more information. See you later. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.